The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m., Eastern this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And then <clears throat> on the right side is where we are. Click on the um, the, run, the the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and uh, click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Got some friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. Good morning. And uh, also be sure to follow the channel, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the Rumble channel. Please follow that. Uh, subscribe to it. And then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. We appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That is um, uh, goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the morning show archive. So, uh, if you're looking for any of the stuff that we talk about, you'll find that in the archive, and that goes up later today at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. But you can get it in your inbox if you sign up for the email. All right. Uh, lastly, real hitting or hitting real quickly on the Bradley's new products we got in the store here: the Soldier of the Cross T-shirt, twenty bucks. If you're double X or triple X large, uh, we have those sizes, but they're five dollars more. Also, the book that goes with it, Soldier of the Cross, $10. You can pick that up also in the store, as well as the newer book, All the Prophets Were Pointing to the Front. That's $10 in the store. You can get to the store by clicking the store link on sonsoflibertymedia.com, or you can get there by going directly to The Sons of Liberty. The Sons of Liberty. Don't forget the in front of it. TheSonsOfLiberty.squarespace.com, and that will get you set there. 
Okay, um, real quickly, I uh, did want to make the announcement about, because it's only through the 19th, but um, you guys remember I had gone to the Healing for the Ages conference. That is available to you uh, virtually. You can download it, store it, save it online, whatever you want to do. I recommend it as a good library uh, source for you and your children, somebody to pass it down to, uh, simply for the information that was there from the doctors. And uh, Dr. Artis and I have this up now. Uh, you can go to qrco.de. That's QR code with a dot in between the CO and the DE. Okay. Forward slash BE, small BE, capital P, zero, A, capital A, that is, and a zero. Okay, if you can't get that and you're on the radio or whatever, go to Healing for the Ages, click on the virtual deal, and put in promo code TIM, and you'll save $50 off of it. Okay, so that's a, it's a good time for you to save. That'll be through the 19th of October uh, that that'll be available. So get it while you can and, um, and save it. I know that's one of the things I'm going to be downloading. I've got so much going on now, but I want to download it, put it on a DVD, and then you know store it for our family to to reference and things of that nature. So I think it's that informative. Okay, this morning we're supposed to have Tommy Robinson on, and um, <clears throat> he sent me something, I guess it was while I was asleep. And uh, he was having a charging issue and was traveling, and I think he is in Ireland. I think that's where he is. I'm not sure. I think that's where he is. Anyway, uh, he has not shown up here and is not responding, so I don't know what's going on there. I apologize for that, but... Uh, Ain't something that I really control here. <laughs> uh, so in any case, um, let me let you know of a couple of things here. First of all, uh, the video that I was making reference to yesterday, um, somebody said, oh, well, you know, this was a bunch of Palestinians making this up and this and the other. Well, maybe, maybe not. And I'm not saying people haven't been killed. I want people to be very clear about that. I'm not saying people haven't been killed. I haven't been saying any of that. But I said, it's kind of interesting. This is the video that the other video I was referencing, and I had it on my desktop. I forgot to upload it, and that's why I couldn't find it. But this young lady has discovered that all of, you know, what we're hearing out of Israel and all, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Do you know why people are so focused on that? I'll tell you why they're so focused on it. They're focused on the stuff in Israel because of bad theology. Bad theology. That's why they're focused on it. There was a guy by the name of Paige Patterson. Some of you may remember Paige from years ago. He used to be the Southern Baptist uh, Convention president. I like Paige. I'd met him a couple of times. Um, but Paige was a dispensationalist. He came right out of that whole area down there in Texas uh, Dallas Theological Seminary and all that that's surrounding that, he came right out of that, that crowd. He, he said one time he was sitting in a meeting with Yasser Arafat. And it was just him and Yasser Arafat. And I think he said that Yasser gave him one of his pistols to look at. And he said, it went through my mind, I could just... And a whole bunch of stuff right here by doing that. Well, that's the way man thinks, isn't it? That's man leaning on his own understanding. But even Paige Patterson, when confronted with the fact that he's claiming God brought Israel back into the land as though the people over there today are God's people. They're not. 
um, he was confronted on the fact that God talks about he'll cause them to repent. He'll turn them around. That's when he brings them back in the land. And he goes, well, you know, that's right. They haven't done that. So I guess they'll have to be kicked out of the land again and brought back in. Even he says that. And I wish people understood that. I wish people understood who the true Israel of God is. I caught just a little bit of what Bradley was talking about yesterday, and that's stuff that I've stuck on. Who is the true Israel of God? The true Israel of God is anyone that has the faith of Abraham, which is in Jesus Christ. By the way, that's the only Abrahamic religion, too. I know other religions claim it, but they don't have it. But the Jews serve the same God we do. No, they don't. No, they don't. They really don't. I can give you illustration after illustration, but one that comes to mind that's so plain is when Jesus confronts the Jews of the day, the Pharisees, and what does he tell them? They say, Abraham is our father, and what did Jesus say? Uh, No, if Abraham was your father, you'd be doing the works of Abraham. Abraham rejoiced to see my day, but you're of your father the devil. That's how he laid it back on them. You're of your father, the devil. So, anyway, um, you want me to repeat something? I don't know what I said that needs to be repeated. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody in the chat. Uh, but that's the point. If you don't understand that, read the book of Galatians. It's only six chapters. Read it until you get it. Because that's all Paul's pointing out right there. He does some of that in, in the book of Romans as well. He points out just because people say some of these things and make these claims of being God's people, being Jews, and all this other, if you read the Scriptures, guides, it's very clear, very clear about who is and who is not a true Jew, who is and who's not Israel. It's very clear. And yet, you can go back and you can show people in the Old Testament wasn't all people from the loins of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob who were part of Israel. Israelites, by the way. Wasn't the same, wasn't the same, uh, the, the people who were there, it's very clear. They were comprised of people, not just who came from their loins, but it, people who came from outside of Israel. Somebody tried to tell me Abraham was first Jew. Where do you see that? You don't see that anywhere in Scripture. That's not what it says. Abraham was called out of Ur of the Chaldees. That's over there in uh, Iraq. He's called out of that area. The term Jew isn't used for years, many years, after Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the children of Israel. So, we we gotta we gotta think about this because we're inundated and boy now if you dare question what's going on in Israel like I'm gonna do right here you're an anti-Semite. See and again we've got to pull back and think about that. What is a what is a Semitic person? The vast majority of those who live in Israel, you either got fifty percent who are Arab, or the other fifty percent who are supposed to be Jewish. Out of that 50%, 80% of them look European, because they are. And the other 20% look Semitic. 
That's what it really is. It, the, the, the language has been twisted. I've told you about what socialists, Marxists, all these do. They take the language and they twist it. And we've seen that. We've seen them take gay and make it you know, a reference to something that it's not. We've seen them take other words and stand them on their heads and twist the meaning. So all of that's there. And um, really interesting. But this is a... And I, again, I don't know where Tommy is. I've sent him messages. I don't know if his phone's dead. I, I just, I don't know. But uh, anyway, my apologies. We're going to have to change up the title, I guess. <laughs> Unless he comes on, and then we'll go probably over a little bit. Anyway, this is uh, a young lady who found a news report that they're trying to pitch off now as occurring now in Israel. But it was really... Several years ago, check this out. As I was scrolling on social media last night, something caught my attention, and it was the fact that media offices and media buildings were being targeted in Gaza. And you can clearly see October 7th, there's the date right there. Here's the video footage that came up about this entire media explosion. This looks, again, like a controlled demolition, which I talked about yesterday, if you want to go to my page and see that. But lucky for me, they left the media headline right here. So all I did to fact check this was put this headline into Google, okay? And here it is, how Israel bombed a Gaza media tower. Again, why are we targeting the media towers? That's the part that caught my attention to begin with. But then look over here at the date. The 15th of May of 2021. Why are we reusing footage from an old demolition and saying that it's from this war? Now, maybe this up here could explain something like that, but this is the tower from this news article. So... <laughs> Seeing all the fireworks and controlled demolitions from yesterday, what do you guys think about all of this? Let me know down below. Okay. All right. So there, there she is. And you see what's going on. Now that's one. I don't know how many. Uh, let me cancel this because it looks like Rumble's trying to do the same thing that YouTube does. Just goes right on to another video that you don't want to see. Uh, but anyway, um, there she is. She She's shown you what they're doing in the media. And we've seen this before, haven't we? And sometimes, look, I confess, sometimes us guys who are putting out the news and things of that nature, sometimes we get caught by it, too. And again, I'm not saying there aren't attacks going on in Israel. I'm not saying that there's not people dying. Just like I wasn't saying that in Ukraine. But it's clear that the media is a business... And its business is about getting people in to their advertisers. That's really what it's about. It's about getting people in so they see the advertisements. You heard the old phrase, if it bleeds, it leads. Look, it does. I've been in this long enough, I see it. In fact, if you can lie and get away with it, that'll work too. That'll work, too. And I've seen it among the conservative news outlets, too. I've seen it among the conservatives, where they knowingly put out stuff that they know, they know it's not true. And they'll do it anyway. And they won't correct themselves. Now, if you've been listening to the Sons of Liberty, you know it, it bothers me to death if I find out that I put out something I've been in error in. It bothers me big time. And I will come on the air and I'll say, look, I need to correct this for this reason. That It bothers me. It really does. But I've seen guys do it 
and they've done it all so they can make a buck. That's that's the whole thing. I believe in having provocative titles, as provocative as you can get them to get people to click on them to read the article. I believe in that. But they better be true. And I've seen people who should have integrity, who don't, who put a title on an article, and the article has nothing to do with the title. But here's what they're doing. They're dumping all this stuff out. Now, <clears throat> yesterday, you know, we and look, we have a variety of people with different views on uh, eschatology and other aspects of Scripture and such who contribute to us at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Many of them are definitely pro-Israeli, okay? And they think Israel is somehow the Middle East, United States. I, you know, they're the only nation in the Middle East that's a democracy. Well, I'm not so sure democracy is such a good thing, okay? And I don't think our founders thought it was a good thing either, a pure democracy. I, I just don't think that. But that's what we've been going around the world, quote-unquote, spreading instead of the gospel, and that's why the world is in the mess it's in. You know, if the United States was going around the world spreading the gospel instead of, quote-unquote, democracy, maybe we might see a different outcome. We might see a different outcome there. Uh, but in any case, <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is something... By the way, I'm glad somebody mentioned that. Mary Lou Retton, I, I don't think she's she has died. I think she's really, really sick from some kind of pneumonia. I did see that. I was going to make mention of that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, Carol Ann, uh, that she, had, she is very sick. And, uh, you know, I remember as a kid watching her do the gymnastics thing in the Olympics. I mean, that doesn't seem like that long ago, but that was probably, what, 40 years ago? I don't know. It's been a long time. So she said, somebody get that lady some chlorine dioxide is what I say. Not a doctor, don't play one on TV, not been on Holiday Inn Express, but I'm going to tell you what, you start putting that stuff in her, I'll bet you'll see a difference. Just saying. Anybody that knows Mary Lou is a friend of hers, get her some chlorine dioxide. I'm telling you. That's what I would do. Uh, that was just a side, side note that we were on there. <laughs> this came from, uh, speaking of what's going on, and again, I, this whole issue that I have with Israel is independent of what I see with Islam. Because I do think Islam is a bad theology. I think it is a bad culture. I think it is an antichrist culture. And I think that because that's what the Bible says. The people reject that God, Jesus Christ, came in the flesh. They reject that. That is the doctrine of Antichrist. Read First and Second John if you don't believe me. I didn't come up with it. It was written long before I was on the earth. It'll be there long after I'm gone. Israel is the same way. It's an Antichrist state. It, is, it rejects the Christ. And yet there was this lady, um, and if, if, I'm, if I'm correct on this, this lady used to be, she used to be over InfoWars, I think. Um, she had graduated from somewhere and got in the news because she had her graduation pictures with her AR-10 or something. I, I forget what it was. Caitlin Johnston. And for those of you who've not 
uh, read them. There are a couple of books I'd, I'd highly recommend that you, you read, and of course I got at least one of these from uh, Pastor Chuck Baldwin, and that is this uh, Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine by Ilan Pape, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And um, you really ought to read that history. It's a lot different than what the Western media that uh, tends to sympathize with Israel. A lot of what they promote here is, is completely different than what's going on here. And I recommend that you read this book along with another book that he's put out called Ten Myths of, About Israel. And again, this isn't, you know, for people who want to say, oh, this is anti-Semitic. It's an, no, it's not. It's just revealing the history that's there, the ideology that's there. That's up for grabs. It'd be like somebody coming along and saying, well, okay, I want to critique Tim, not on the way he looks or, you know, what kind of car he drives or something like this, but what is his theology or what is his ideology? And if you get that correctly from me in the context, some people take my stuff out of context, they put words in my mouth and all the other stuff, but if you get it in the context of what I say, then that's fair game to, to deal with, isn't it? Yeah, it should be. It should be. But these books give you some history on what's really going on there. And I recall going back years ago and uh, finding these images. Maybe some of you guys have seen them too. Before Israel became a state there in the Middle East, the quote-unquote Jews of the area and the Muslims got along just fine. Their kids played together. There are pictures of it. I know they're trying to scrub it, but there are pictures of it. And you even see today the alleged Jews, whether they're here in the States or over there or wherever they're at, they speak out against the Zionism. There's a difference there. The Zionism of the Israeli government. See, they don't want to just stay little like they are. They want to expand their borders. That's what they really want to do. They want to expand the borders. And they want to grow that. But of course, America got sucked into this a long time ago. I, I told you I was going to uh, maybe play a, um, a video and I don't even know if I've uploaded it to Rumble. Rumble is messing with me to where I can't even search within my own videos. It'll only return one video no matter what words I put in there. So I don't know what's going on with that. It was working fine before and up until about a week or so ago, and then it starts doing that. But there's a video that we have out, and you used to could watch it on Amazon. We had it up that you could rent it or you could download it and burn a DVD on it. But it was called C.I. Schofield, The Man, The Myth. And David Lutzweiler walks you through... All the stuff that was happening before Israel became a nation in 1948. And part of that was the theology that crept in some 60, 80 years before. And you can see this. Uh, there, I forget the guy's name, but all of the guys who were leading some of these Jewish proponents about 
starting a land of Israel, a Jewish state, if you will. All of these guys came out of the doctrines of the brethren, the, the, the John Darby guys, the Plymouth brethren, brethren guys. All of them had their indoctrination from that line of theology, which is nothing more than an eschatology that's been pulled back over a theology. That's what it is. So when they, when they did this, Theodore Herzl, who was one of the architects for that, had set up to form a Jewish state in Uganda. Yeah, the same Uganda that our friend Sam Childers is in, the machine gun preacher, same one that Bob Sisson and company has an orphanage there, the same one that my friend Bill, the truck driver theologian Evans, uh, also supports an orphanage over there in Uganda. That's where they were going to put their Jewish state, was in Uganda. And they were told by these dispensationalists, this is where you need to go. See, the Bible says you're supposed to do this in Jerusalem, blah, blah, blah. I mean, twisting the scriptures, ripping them from their context, the whole nine yards. And then that got popularized by, by a man by the name of C.I. Schofield. Many of you may know C.I. Schofield for his notes in a C.I. Schofield Bible. Again, I think it's been one of the greatest hamstrings. Is that a proper... It's the greatest way the church has been hamstrung in the United States. Is teaching that somehow modern-day geopolitical Israel is biblical Israel, instead of talking about the people of God who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the people of Israel. And it doesn't just have spiritual implications. This then became popularized with President Woodrow Wilson. And this is where you get foreign entanglements and foreign policy especially in the Middle East, on the behalf of Saudi Arabia? No. On the behalf of Syria? No. On the behalf of Iraq or Iran? No. On the behalf of Israel. I work with a man, love him to death. But he says, well, if, if the United States ever turns its back on Israel, we're finished. Like, this doesn't have anything to do with that, man. What has America been doing for the past 80 years but subsidizing, praising, protecting, fighting for Israel? Let me ask you, have we been blessed or cursed for that? Just asking for those people who want to rip the, rip the pages of Scripture out of their context when God talked about Abraham blessing those who blessed him and cursing those who cursed him. And you want to rip that out and say, oh, that applies to modern-day Israel. Nonsense. Has America been blessed or cursed in these past 80 years or so? Look at your kids. Look at the culture. Look at the education system. Look at your government. Look at your churches. Are they blessed or are they cursed? Is the glory of God there? Or is Ichabod wrote across the top of it? The glory, of, the glory is departed. 
What, what is it? See, you got to step back away from what we've been taught and what we've been told and what we've been pre- what's been preached at us and start saying, well, wait a minute. Something isn't lining up here. And now you're getting all the news about what's going on in Israel. Wall-to-wall coverage. I mean, I had writers. I didn't want to carry a bunch of that stuff. But I did carry this about uh, this one here to kind of at least temper what's going on in the Middle East. Now, you can agree or not agree. That's up to you. I'm just giving you some information here. But in my mind, I'm sitting here listening to some of these news reports coming out of Israel, and it strikes me as odd. What has Israel really had since what? The Six-Day War, and even some people say, you know, that was a manipulation in order to gain land, manipulation by Israel. Um, what, what's, what's really going on here? What has Israel had since that time? I'll remind you of this. Bibi Netanyahu, for, I don't know, since the 90s, at least, that was as far back as I went a couple of years ago, kept telling the world, Iran is going to have a nuclear bomb in a year. Iran is going to have a nuclear bomb in two years. Every year he would come out saying stuff like this, okay? Never, it didn't happen. Hasn't happened that I know of either. And I know, that I, and look, you don't have to argue with me about the nuke stuff. I've already seen all the documentaries and stuff. I agree with you. It doesn't matter if you get hit with a, quote-unquote, nuke, a firebomb, a carpet bomb, you're dead. It doesn't matter the, the, the method of how that happens, okay? So all of that's used as a scare tactic. However, when all of this is going on, what have you really seen in Israel? You've seen maybe a stabbing attack here or there. You've seen a lot of this stuff where uh, the Palestinians are firing what equates to bottle rockets at, at Israel. I'm not saying they can't do some damage. They do some damage, but usually they don't, they don't harm anybody. And you've seen the people be oppressed in that. I, look, go back and look at Yasser Arafat. The guy is Egyptian, pretending to be a Palestinian. He's not. And I won't let Christians know, there's a lot of Christians in that community of Palestinians. There's a lot of Christians in that area. There's Muslims too, that's true. But understand, just like Israel is controlled by their Zionist government and the United States is controlled by its criminal government, you don't think some of the people who are leading up the representation of the Palestinian people aren't doing the same things that the Israeli government are doing or the American government is doing? Yep, they are. They are. Is there some bad guys in there? Yep, there sure are. But they've been fighting this for a long time. And this is just the other side of the story, okay? Doesn't justify either side. I'm not sitting here trying to justify Israel or the Palestinians. But this is another side to the story that you don't hear, okay? This is, again, from Caitlin Johnston. She writes, Skillful manipulators make frequent use of cognitive bias known as the illusory truth effect. A glitch in the way human minds tend to operate, which makes it hard for us 
to differentiate between the experience of hearing a well-evidenced fact and the evident and the experience of hearing something that they've heard repeated multiple times. And that's kind of what I'm getting at in stating what I'm stating. We're seeing the Western political media class beating the word unprovoked in unison again. This time in reference to the massive multi-pronged operation launched by Hamas against Israel on Saturday morning, which repeatedly or which reportedly killed hundreds of Israelis. The United States unequivocally condemns the unprovoked attack by Hamas terrorists against Israeli civilians, reads a statement from the White House. And she gives several things. And, and by the way, this shows you the Uniparty is really on the side of Israel. They're not against them. I know some people thought that with, um, what was it? Was it in 2012 that the Democrats said, well, you know, we don't want uh, God mentioned, we don't want Jerusalem mentioned as the capital of Israel and all this other stuff, and they booed everybody off stage. Not This is coming from not only the White House, it come from the House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, uh, it came from Jim Jordan. Uh, it came from Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Mike Pompeo, John Fetterman, if that's really John Fetterman who actually tweeted it, uh, Mark Kelly, Richie Torres, Democrat Party pundit Ed Krasenstein, some, some people I don't know, Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs, all of them called it an unprovoked attack. Now, I condemn the attack, too. Okay? It's wrong to go and murder innocent people. And when I say innocent, I'm not talking about that they're innocent before God. I'm saying they haven't done anything to you that's worthy of you going and killing them. You're not defending yourself or anything. They're just going in and doing this. But one of the things that she points out is that she could cite many, many examples, um, and it doesn't matter their political persuasion. They're still doing this stuff here. Um, one guy has written 75 years of ethnic cleansing, 15 years of blockade, confiscation of Palestinian lands, pogroms on Palestinian towns. That's an interesting one, too. If you go back and you look at Nazi Germany, many of many Jews were Judases to their own people. They helped set up some of the pogroms there. Some of you didn't know that, but they did. In fact, many were the Marxists under communist Russia that started there. That's why it's kind of a... It kind of does a mind number on me, makes my mind do backflips, that you know Germany is national socialists. Oh, we want to fight against the communists. Why? You're just one step away from them. You're just one step away from them. And we have that today. We've got national socialism, fascism, right there in the halls of the U.S. government. Oh, we got to stop the communists. Well, which communists? This is why we had Lynn Taylor on the other week. Which communists? The soft-pedaled communists or the real Marxist-Leninist communists? So here's what Caitlin goes on to say. It's clear by now that whenever you see the word unprovoked being forcefully repeated in a uniform way across the entire political media class, whatever they're talking about was definitely massively or massively provoked. 
Yeah, I tend to agree with that. We saw this exact same thing when Russia invaded Ukraine. From the very beginning, Western politics and media were saturated with the word unprovoked. Bashing the Western public in the face with that message over and over and over again, despite the obvious and undeniable fact that the war in Ukraine was most definitely provoked. Yeah, it was. Here's Ukraine looking to join NATO right in Russia's backyard, literally on their border. Multiple bioweapons labs that the U.S. funded and controlled. Undeniable, we have the documentation that the American people were paying for, whether they knew it or not. And that's not supposed to be a provocation? Hmm. Was it a provocation when Russia shipped in missiles to Cuba in the 60s? Was, was that a provocation? Hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. W- what about when you've got a quote-unquote sworn enemy funding bioweapons labs right across your border. Yeah. I'd say that's provoked. Look, that's not picking out and saying Putin's a good guy or Russia's a, you know, freedom-loving guy. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just simply saying, even if you're those guys, don't you see that as a threat? Don't you see that as a provocation? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it was Putin who was calling that out. He was saying, this is the reason we are moving. We are seeing this stuff. You guys are are just, you're continuing to build up right here on our border. So they say that. Um, She comes down, she quotes some people. You know, I say some people are questionable people, obviously. Noam Chomsky. He said, of course it was provoked. Otherwise, they wouldn't refer to it all the time as an unprovoked invasion. Yeah. I, I, I tend to think that's exactly what's going on. She goes on, and the same, of course, is true of the latest Hamas offensive. There are all kinds of arguments you could legitimately make about it, but one argument you definitely cannot defend is that it was unprovoked. As Palestinian-American writer and comedian... Amer Zar put it on Twitter, 75 years of ethnic cleansing, 15 years of blockade, confiscation of Palestinian lands, pogroms on Palestinian towns, desecration of Palestinian sacred sites, daily raids into Palestinian homes, constant humiliation of an entire people. Nothing about today is unprovoked. And by the way, I could go online, I'm sure, unless they have started to scrub them a lot, and I could pull you up several videos that I've seen of the Israeli military killing unarmed Palestinians. Killing them. They've got video of them. They, I remember watching one. These people are 100, 200 yards away. The most any of them have are rocks. They don't have any guns. And this father came out, and he had his hands, I think he had them out to the side. I think he had them out to the side. I don't think he had them up in the air, and I don't think he had him down to the side. He just kind of had them out to the side. And he was sitting there shouting something. And the guys are laughing as they're filming. And then they have a camera that goes on to the scope of the rifle. 
and they shoot this guy dead. He's no threat to them at all. No threat at all. And look, when, when men go at each other and they start in a fight, they're probably going to do things they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you know, Jesus said that we're to love one another, right? A lot, of, a lot of conflicts could be solved if people came to the table and sat down and talked about it and didn't let their emotions get in the way. That's the hard part right there. Cutting the emotion out. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Those of you listening to me, tell me it's not true. The majority of the time that you become emotional about a particular issue is the time you sin. Because you're driven by your emotions, not by what you know to be true. And emotions will put us through a whole bunch of stuff we really don't need to be in. And I think that's what happens many times, is that people become emotional, and I understand them becoming emotional. I'm not saying that there's something that's terrible about that, but anyway, you got it. Yep, Jack, I get. I agree. I agree. Um, he has lost a lot of credibility on that. You're exactly right. Um, so there's there's a number of things that that Caitlin points out in here, uh, and I'll leave I'll leave this up to you to read if you want to check it out at sonslibertymedia.com. It'll be in the archive, so you can check it out as well. Um, but here's here's a couple of things that she does say. Isn't it odd that the Western political media class would begin uniformly asserting something so easily disprovable, so transparently false? Why would they keep choosing over and over and over again in each instance to make use of that specific word, unprovoked, in their condemnations of the attacks of Hamas? Because they're the mockingbird media. You remember that? Who was it? I don't know if it was Mitt Romney or somebody. They were running for office... And all of the Mockingbird media said, well, he's got to have gravitas. How many of you guys even knew that word before they said it? Got it. He's got gravitas. He doesn't have enough gravitas. Do you guys remember that? That's all scripted. They got the memo saying, we need to use this word, and this is what we need to do, and all the other. And they do it all the time. We saw it with this uh, that one particular outlet that owned all these networks across the United States, and they're all saying the same thing. Doesn't matter what uh, local outlet they're on, they're all saying the same thing. It's the same script. We care about fake news. We don't want fake news. We really care about, this is, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for our democracy. Remember all those guys saying all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Caitlin goes on to say the answer is that this choice is not so much something they are saying as something they are doing. They're not attempting to communicate with their audiences. They're attempting to circumvent the critical thinking of their audience and trick them into accepting a blatant falsehood as true. Now, look, let me, let me just give you straight up. I am not unbiased. I have a bias. I have a worldview. My worldview is going to bias how I see things. I had a guy tell me one time, Tim is an is a unbiased journalist or reporter or whatever. I said, no, 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 no. I am. I'm biased towards what I believe to be the truth, what I believe to be my worldview, which, is, which I believe to be correct. I'm biased towards what the scripture says. 
I'm biased towards that. I am. Can I sit my bias aside for a moment and listen to somebody and what they're saying? Yes, I can do that. But my but that thinking, even though I set it aside to hear what they say, is going to be a filter by which I hear them speaking. And the same thing happens with them, and the same thing happens with you. Anybody that tells you they're unbiased, just tell them they're a liar, because they're, they're not. Everybody's biased based on their worldview and their belief system. They're going to be biased that way. And the Mockingbird media is no different. They're biased towards their sponsors, number one. That's why you got the convids. That's why you got everything brought to you by Pfizer. And that's why they won't say anything bad about those COVID shots. But they'll push the fear of the convids on you. They'll push that on you. They'll do those things. So you've got all of that going on. And she says this, and then we're going to, I'm going to go over here to scripture because I, I had some things up because I think there's a reason this is coming up now. I'll just, I'll give you my two cents and you can comment on it if you want. Okay. This is what else she had to say. Skillful manipulators make frequent use of a cognitive bias known as the illusory truth effect, a glitch in the way human minds tend to operate, which makes it hard for us to differentiate between the experience of hearing a well-evidenced fact and the experience of hearing something that they've heard repeated multiple times. If you want the public to believe something false, you won't be able to use facts and evidence to make your case to them. So what you can do is just repeat something over and over again until it starts sounding like the truth. Repeat the lie enough times and boom, your perception managed Westerners into viewing the world from an understanding that Israel did nothing to provoke Palestinian into their actions. By the way, the whole idea of Hamas, where did that come from? That came from Israel. That didn't come from Palestinians. That came from Israel. This is why I said when it happened, it struck me that it's probably a Mossad operation. Maybe our own CIA is involved in there. I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. She said, after the news broke about the Hamas offensive, I tweeted, here come days and days of Western news media slyly reversing the aggressor-defender relationship and reporting as though the violence began with the Hamas offensive spontaneously out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's wall-to-wall coverage. I was looking yesterday for contributors who weren't talking about Israel. My goodness. One day they're talking about the crimes of Joe Biden, legal immigration, the invasion there. They're talking about the convids. They're talking about the shots, all this stuff that's going on in our own country. And this is why I was going to have Tommy on, was he's seeing this stuff happen in England. And unless the people put a stop to it, not only is it going to overtake, it's, it's pretty close to just overtaking England. It's going to do it here. Because we're allowing the same stuff. Same stuff that's going on here is going on there. Except they're probably a couple of years ahead of us and the overflow of what they got. So what is this thing with going on with Israel? I think it's a major distraction from what's going on here in the United States for us. How does what happened with Israel and Hamas or whatever was going on there, how does that affect you here? 
The fact is, it doesn't. It doesn't. We have traitors sitting in our midst, in the halls of our government, bringing in, uh, let me say it this way, because I think it, it goes back to history. And we've talked about what Oliver Cromwell fought against uh, with King Charles. England was a Protestant country. Charles had taken an oath to uphold the Protestant Christian faith. And he was bringing in Roman Catholics from Ireland invading the, the shores of England to attack his own people. You've got basically the same thing going on, except now you've got a guy who is a Roman Catholic in the People's White House, surrounded by Roman Catholics, bringing in a lot of Roman Catholics from Central America, and communists from China, and jihadis from the Middle East across the borders. It's interesting how that works, isn't it? How people who are against the gospel, the real gospel, the true gospel that saves, they'll all band together. They might have their differences, but they'll band together. It's kind of like Pharisees and Sadducees, don't you think? They're complete opposites of one another, but they come together to go get Jesus, didn't they? Same thing happens here. And I think that's what they're trying to divert us from. The Scriptures couldn't be clearer. I mean, we're in, we're in these last stages for anybody who wants to read it. I'm telling you, you tell me the Bible is, doesn't, is ancient, it's outdated, blah, blah. Nonsense. Go read Deuteronomy 28. Go read it and then put it up against what you see going on in the United States today. God is not irrelevant. The Bible is not irrelevant. It's very relevant. We are in the last stages of the judgment of God. See, some of you think that judgment of God is fire and brimstone falling out of the sky. And it can be at times. We read that in Sodom and Gomorrah. But for the most part, read Romans 1 and you'll see what the judgment of God is. It's just God letting us go in our sin. Slowly removing his hand of restraint until there is no restraint. And he just lets our sin destroy us. And this whole thing with Israel is wall-to-wall coverage 24-7 now over the past few days. And what's happened to the invasion? Oh, the invasion's still going on. Yeah. Deuteronomy 28. I'll read it to you again. Verse 45, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, thou, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee. And again, this is written to Israel when they covenant with God. This is written to them. God has not changed the way he deals with nations. He just hasn't. All these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they shall, be for, they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. We talked about this on Sunday. You know, one of the first things that our kids learn 
When we teach the catechism, is the, the first question, what is the chief end of man? It is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. How many of you out there enjoy God? I mean, you enjoy Him. Or do you enjoy His blessings? See, there's a difference in the two. I want to make sure that you're enjoying Him. How many of you do that? That is your purpose in life, is to give Him glory and to enjoy Him. Your purpose in life isn't to make money. It isn't to be, uh, you know, live in a big mansion. It isn't uh, to achieve some kind of fame or fortune or social status. It is to glorify God, your Creator, and to enjoy Him. And we know the people of Israel didn't do that. They didn't glorify Him, and they didn't enjoy Him. They gave the nations around Him a cause to blaspheme Him because they didn't obey Him. Therefore, shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flyeth, the nation that whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Now we know he did this with Babylon. He also did it with Rome against them. A nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young, and he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustedest. That's for you guys who keep calling about building a wall. The wall's not going to save you. The United States of America is at war with God. And the only way to stop that war is to surrender to the king on his terms. And that is to stop your sin. And in some measure, we've got to bring justice in our midst. That's going to be a part of stopping the sin. That's a part of repentance. And he goes on and he talks about the things that will happen in the siege. We've already seen it in 70 AD. If you missed the Matthew 24 series, you can go back and find those on Rumble. Where we see exactly what he did. What's going on in Israel is a distraction from what's really going on right here. We've got to take back what we've given away. And the only way to do that is to repent. To bow our knees to King Jesus, just like those who went before us did, and then see us, and then we'll win the day. But we got to do that first, and that requires action too. Faith without works is dead. Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning. John Richardson will be on with us about vitamin B17, cooking with cyanide. Talk to you then.